Amen. Are you in 1 Chronicles 4, 9 and 10? Let's read that. I'm going to cut this message in half today, and we'll pick it up next week. Hallelujah. First Chronicles 4, verse 9 and 10 says, Now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name. Are y'all there? Saying, Because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may not cause, or better translated, that I may not experience pain. So tell anybody, and God said yes. So God granted him what he requested. Father, thank you for the word. Now speak to us from heaven. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen, amen. and amen. Um, last year, 2023, was a year of what? Restoration. restoration. I told you, restoration is a door to the dream life. 2024, we've declared, is a year of what? Much more. So there's going to be much more salvation, much more healing, much more evangelism, much more outreach, much more prosperity, much more, much more restoration. Some of you, your families are about to grow. Glory to God. Your influence is about to grow. Your affluence is about to increase. Okay? So it's a year of much more. Here's the issue. God needs, tell your neighbor, God needs. God needs believers who will let him do big things in the earth and in their lives. I said God needs believers, believers who will let God, who will make room for God to do big things in the earth and big things in our lives. Don't you know that in, in the time we're talking about the civil rights movement, that it was God's idea? And God needed somebody who he could work through? And somebody had to step up to the plate? Well, God is still doing big things. Thank God for what he did in that generation. But what about this generation? What about the next generation? God still needs somebody who's going to step up and let him do big things in the earth and in their lives. Ask your neighbor, is it you? Is it you? God thinks big. I said God thinks big. I said one more time because I need you to grab this. God thinks big. How big do you ask? Well, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. How big does God think? He created the heavens and the earth. The heavens are expansive. And the heavens are still expanding at his word to this day. Science tells us that the heavens, the skies, space is still expanding to this day. How big does God think? There's no limit to the skies, to the heavens, to the expanse. What about earth? Well, how big is earth? I, I, you know, it, it, it concerns me when some, some people have such a small idea of earth because they haven't been past century their whole lives. Never ventured outside the state of Florida in their whole lives, and they don't realize how big this earth is. How big does God think? Well, the earth's surface is nearly 197 million square miles. Nearly 197 million square miles 
on the earth's surface. 57 million square miles of land. Y'all didn't catch that. 57 million square miles, not acres, square miles of land. Okay, just to kind of give you an idea because you're trying to, because most of us live in apartments or tiny houses. Okay, this church sits on two acres. Not, not two miles, two square miles, two acres. It's dozens of, square ac- of acres that go into a square mile. So imagine 57 million square miles of land, not the whole earth, just the land. Now watch this, watch this. This is this, this going this to this hit you. This is big. That's enough land on earth, just land, for every single person to own four and a half acres of land. Eight billion plus people on this earth right now. There's enough land, not water, just land. Dirt. For every human being, every one of us sitting in here, and we're thinking about tiny houses and efficiency apartments and believe in God to get our little house somewhere in a little corner somewhere and God is saying my child I have enough land on this planet if I gave every single person in Africa, in Asia, in India, in China, in Russia in America, in Guatemala if I gave every single human being, babies included every single one got their own four and a half acres of land. That's how big this earth is, which tells us how big God thinks. The Bible says in Psalm 24, verse 1, the King James, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. That means that while you and I are thinking about tiny houses and little apartments and efficiency apartments, God is talking about territories and regions. He's talking about territories and regions. God's thinking about you and territories and regions. I need you to get on board this morning. Last Sunday, 2 Samuel 12, verse 8, I gave you that. Where God, through the prophet Nathan, told David, the king. Remember after David messed up? He took Uriah's wife, Bathsheba. Did y'all get the joke last week when I I told y'all how when... David and Uriah met in, probably met in heaven. Uriah probably jumped him. Did y'all get it? Some of y'all still ain't got it. No, I pass. I get it. Okay. David killed, he took Uriah's wife and then killed Uriah. Eventually, David went to, he left and he went to heaven. So Uriah probably ran into him, waiting on him. Tell your neighbor, you can laugh. It's okay. It's okay to laugh. Good gracious. Dog. But the prophet Nathan told David in 2 Samuel 12, verse 8, he threw from God, he said, God said, I gave you your master's house and wives and the house of Israel and Judah for your keeping. For your keeping and he gave you the house of Israel and Judah. And notice what God says to David. And if that had been too little, I also would have given you what now? What would he have given him? So remember I told you this last week and you got to make sure you take note of this. How much we receive from God is up to us. This year is a year much more, but how much more or how much we receive from God is up to us and how much is able to do through us is up to us. 
So not only does God want you to receive something, but he wants you and I to allow him to work through us. Tell your neighbor, this is bigger than you. The Lord of God. Tell somebody who, who cares, this is bigger than you. This isn't just about you getting a big mansion. You got to give you a big mansion. It isn't, it isn't just about you getting a, a five-car garage. He'll give you all that. God will give you all the clothes you can wear, everything you want. But it's bigger than that. Because God wants to use you and me to affect this planet in a way that people come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, says that the knowledge of the glory of God shall cover the earth even as the water covers the sea. So it's, uh, it's on us to cause people to know Jesus Christ. Oh, I wish y'all would get happy about that. It's on us to make his name famous in the earth. It's on us to glorify God. So there are things he wants to do for us, but there are things he wants to do through us. And how much he's able to do for us and or through us is completely up to us. What's required of us? I preached in in, uh, Frankfurt this week and I introduced this uh, theme here. And I want to explore this a little more in depth with us. Three things you got to do this year. Number one, think big. Number one, think big. Number two, pray boldly. And number three, expect much. Can you say that with me? Number one, number two, number three, write it down. Get Get it in your grain. Get it in your grain. Get it in your grain tonight. Think big. Tonight, yeah, when you go home, don't just watch football and veg out. I need you to get on this. <laughs> Tell somebody, I need you to get on this. Don't just leave this here at church and go back, go back to work the regular, the same way you came. No, I need you. God needs you and me because God thinks big. So, you know, the Bible says in Isaiah 55, verse 8 and 9, talks about God says, uh, for my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts and your thoughts. So God is saying, you think too small. Oh, okay, I'm going to go. You, you, you think too small. So for, for, for me to do what I want to do through you, to make the knowledge of my glory cover the earth, Through you, I need you to come up from your small thinking to think on my level. And when you pray, don't come humbly before me. Come boldly before me. Oh, God, we come to you as humbly as we know how. We just little worms. I ain't no worm. You, you, can't, you can't even put me in a class with a puppy. Don't definitely put me in a class with no worm. And expect much. If you're going to pray, expect something. What things of you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. Mark 11, 24, King James Version. What things of you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So you, to this year, I want you to expect much. That's why you got your book of expectation. I'm looking for a miracle. I'm expecting the impossible. Can I take you right to the text here, 1 Chronicles 4, 
Verse 9 and 10, now Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez, saying, because I bore him in pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel, saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed and enlarge my territory, that your hand would be with me, and that you would keep me from evil, that I may, might, may not cause, or better translated, may not experience pain. So God granted him what he requested. Now, if you look in this text, and I look, I search all through this, this chapter, and I search all through this book, th there's nothing more that we know about Jabez other than what we find in these two verses. In other words, catch this, the Holy Ghost is saying, enough said. You're going to catch it. <laughs> Holy Ghost is saying, that's all I'm saying, enough said. In other words, what you and I can glean from these two verses is enough to propel us into where God wants us to be. We don't know much about, we don't know his mother's name, don't know anything about his father. Normally you, you read through this chronology and they'll list the father, this so-and-so begat, so-and-so, and so-and-so begat, so-and-so. It almost looks like Jabez just appeared out of nowhere. We know he didn't, but the Holy Ghost said that's all you need to know. That's enough said. So the name Jabez means sorrow, grief, or pain. His name means sorrow or grief or pain. Now, as a, at a cursory reading, I bore him in pain, and we think, well, maybe she had trouble in the birthing process. That would not be abnormal if she had trouble in the birthing process. But allow me to be a little crazy in my theology. Because the Bible does not explicitly say that she had trouble in the birthing process, in the physical process, all we know is I bore him in pain or I bore him in sorrow or I bore him in grief. So is it possible I'm not making a doctrine of this. Is it possible that maybe it was not physical pain, physical sorrow, physical grief? Maybe it was an emotional pain, an emotional sorrow, an emotional grief. Why do you say that, Pastor? Where, where was his daddy? Because in Jewish lineage, in Jewish tradition, in Jewish chronology, they always list daddy. But notice the Bible never even makes mention of his daddy. So I submit to you, it is at least possible, if you'll allow, that her pain was perhaps not physical, but an emotional pain. Do you remember? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Do you remember when Jacob wanted to marry Rachel? I told you I ain't going to finish, so let, let me flow. Jacob wanted to marry Rachel, but he got tricked into marrying Leah her older, less uh, beautiful sister, a little less attractive. The Bible says she was kind of tender on the eyes, Isaiah. And so uh, he married her, but he loved Rachel. Remember the Bible says he, he loved, he, that when the first time he kissed uh, Rachel, Miss, Miss Aisha, the first time he kissed Rachel, he cried. I don't know what kind of kiss that was, or a kiss on the cheek, kiss on the forehead, or a French kiss, but it made Jacob cry. He kissed that girl and he liked it. 
That's the only liking you should do. And shouldn't no girl be kissing no girl and liking it. Okay, I'm going to come over here. Shouldn't any girl be kissing other girl and liking it? It ought to make you vomit. Because it makes God vomit. Okay, I'll come back on my text here. But Jacob kissed Rachel and he, he liked it and he, 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 he fell in love with her. But he was married to Leah. But he had no affection for Leah. And every time Leah named one of her sons, she named him based on the fact that she wasn't loved. She was, born, she was bearing her children in sorrow, bearing her children in pain, bearing her children in grief, and she named each one. She got to Judah and said, you know what? Bump, 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 Jacob. I'm going to praise the Lord. So I'm going to name him Judah. So Jabez's name means sorrow or grief or pain, but I submit that it was not the physical pain, but the emotional pain of having an absent father. Whatever the case, what we do know from these two verses is that Jacob, Jabez rather, did not allow his label to become his limitation. Somebody here ought to write that down. I don't know who it is. But never let your label become your limitation. Isn't it interesting that in the school system that the first thing you want to do with all of our kids, and when I, don't ask, I don't mean our mean black, I mean our kids, all little kids, is that they want to put labels on all little kids? Right down in kindergarten, even in preschool if they can, they'll start putting these labels on them because, because it's a demonic scheme from the enemy. The teachers don't know what they're doing. It's not the system. They don't know what they're doing. It's the devil. He puts these labels that are meant to put a limitation on a child's life. Because watch this. You may not like it, but to check this out. The whole point of the education system is to create a workforce. <laughs> The goal of the system is not to make you rich so you can take care of yourself. The goal of the system is to create a workforce. So if I put certain levels on you, and because I'm going to need somebody in that factory. I'm going to need somebody on the french fries. So if I label you now and you let that label put a limit on you, you'll never aspire to become a surgeon or an engineer or an attorney. You'll only aspire... To just make it out. Tell your neighbor, don't let your label become your limitation. Jabez didn't allow his label to, to become his limitation. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Now notice what it says here. This, we, just, we just pull from, this is all we know about Jabez, Elder Baker. We know this. It says, now Jabez, verse 9, was more honorable than his brothers. He was more what? Honorable. What does that word honorable mean? It comes from the, the Hebrew word kabod. Kabod, which means to be heavy, to be weighty, to be rich, to be honorable, to be glorious. Now Jabez, the one who had a, had a label, that should have limited him. The Holy Ghost is very clear to tell us that by the end, he became more honorable. He walked heavy. That's how he, he, he was able to throw his weight around. The day is coming, my friends, that you're going to be able to throw your weight around. 
You're going to be able to walk real heavy. You might be walking kind of light right now because your pockets are kind of light, but God's going to raise you up and make your pockets heavy so you can walk heavy. So when you walk into a room, folk know you are. When you walk into a room, you can say, no, we want that whole side of the restaurant right there. Sixty years ago, I couldn't even come through the front door, but now I'm going to take over this whole side of the restaurant. Tell you that, but you're about to walk heavy. You're about to walk heavy. <laughs> to be weighty. In other words, Joe, you're going to have some clout. You about to have more clout than you had before. Are y'all hear what I'm saying? This is year much more. You about to have much more clout, much more influence. They might have thought you were a peon at work, but that's before you got this message today. Because you're gonna go back to work after this month, and you're gonna walk them in the office heavy. They gonna, who are you? You know me. I work here. No, you look different. No, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm heavy. I'm a little heavier. <laughs> Have you put on weight? Yes, I have. I put on some weight. It's not around here. It's in here and it's in here. I got, I, I, I'm more weighty. I got more clout than I had. I'm, I, I got more honor than I had before. I, I, I'm more glorious. That's a, the glory of God is on me. Arise, shine, for your light has come. And the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. Kings shall come to your light and kings in the brightness of your rising because you're, you're walking Heavy. Heavy. My, my, I didn't allow my label to limit me. I, I, I'm, I'm walking heavy. I'm walking heavy. You know, you know when you when you walk heavy, Jamal, you, Elder Jamal, you you walk into a room and and, and people kind of recognize, oh, oh, you you him. <laughs> I tell a story maybe next week. We we went to a meeting uh, Wednesday. That's why I was out of town Wednesday. We walked into a meeting with this bishop, international bishop, and he he, he saw he said, "Oh, you're him." Ha! Is is when you walk heavy, folk recognize. He's more honorable. Thank you, Holy Ghost. He was heavier. He carried more weight. He was richer. He was more glorious than his brothers. Than his brothers. This means means that among his family, Joseph, he stood out. I've told you this for years, and I hope you get it today on the 14th of January, 2024, that the reason God brings you to this church and links you in this house and connects you properly if you allow it to this man and woman of God is because he's going to make you different than your whole family. You're going to walk heavier than 
family. You're going to walk more weighty than your whole family. You're going to walk more honorable than your whole family. You're going to walk richer than your whole family. And it ain't because you're cuter. It's because you open your heart to receive the word of God and you open yourself down enough to say, God, whatever you say, I'll do it. Wherever you tell me to go, I'll go. Whatever you want me to be, I'll be it. I want to hear you say, well done. So God, if you can use anything, you can use me. And just like Joseph's, y'all remember Joseph? Jacob, we talked about Jacob a few minutes ago. His son, just like Joseph's brothers became jealous, envious about him. Don't be surprised when your family becomes a little bit envious, jealous of you, a little standoffish, because you're, 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 you're walking a little heavier. I, you know, I, I told you I'm living. I'm living this. I ain't preaching this. Just I'm living this. My brother tell you when I go around my family, I walk heavy. We we not been not finna be fighting over no bill. Not finna be splitting no bill in the twelve checks. What you doing? He just throwing his weight around. Yes, that's why I got the weight. That's why he gave me the weight. your weight around. Well, I'll have him, but just throw around the weight you have, and the more you throw it around, watch God give you more weight. You, you might be fat. Some of y'all going to be real fat for 2024 is over. <laughs> y'all sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down. Sit down. My, 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 clock is, my clock is running. My clock is running. My, my clock is running. Here's the question, Carletta. How did Jabez grief, sorrow, pain, how did he become more honorable than his brothers? The child of a one-night stand, the child of an abandoned, abandoned mother who we might call in our day, Bible word, bastard. God works with bastard children. Don't get offended, that's a Bible word, King James, Bible word. It, it means illegitimate. Now, can I tell you something? Don't, 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 don't get mad. Matter of fact, you ought to get glad. You may have been illegitimate to your parents, but you were never illegitimate to God. Your parents may have had an accident, but you are not accidental. God meant for you to be here. God planned for you to be here. The seed that made you was one in millions. If you know what I mean. You are not here. 
by accident. Powerful swimming seed to make you. Pastor, how? Oh, I might, I might preach this and go home because I can about shout off this here. How did Jabez become more honorable than his brethren? Because verse 10 says, and Jabez called on the God of Israel. He was born in pain, in sorrow, in grief, and I submit to you emotional grief of an absentee father. Now, if you understand Jewish culture, the fathers bless. Abraham blessed Isaac. Isaac blessed Jacob. Jacob blessed his sons. Fathers released the blessing. But there was no father mentioned in this story. But I got some good news for somebody today. That even if your father has not been around to release a blessing, if you will have the nerve and the wherewithal to cry out and call on your father in heaven, he will release a blessing that'll change your very life. Give God a shout about that. Oh, my, 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 my. Oh, my, 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 my. <laughs> it doesn't matter if your father was a rolling stone, was a no good two-bit joker. Don't matter if your father left you. Doesn't matter if he's locked in prison. Doesn't matter where your father is. Our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth. Give us. Tell your neighbor, I'm on child support. I'm on child support. I'm on child support. I'm on child support. My father in heaven will take my father in heaven will take good care of me if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children how much more will your father in heaven give good things to those who oh that you would bless me indeed Say, neighbor, I don't know who your daddy is, but I know who your father is. He's the God in heaven. He's my God, and my God shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Say hallelujah. Sit down, sit down. I got to finish. My, my clock is almost out. 
Father's bless, Elder Warren. Father's bless. Thank God for mamas, but father's bless. Y'all hear me, fathers? When a man walks in integrity, his children are blessed after him. Fathers, it's important for us to walk in favor, walk in righteousness and holiness because it's up to us to release a blessing. But, Pastor, what if my, my natural daddy is no good? Well, I know a daddy who's always good. Davion, how did Jabez become more... It might have been that the daddy wasn't around for none of them. But somehow Jabez became more honorable than his brethren. Now watch this. This means they, they probably have the same uh, uh, genetic makeup. All things being equal, raised in the same house, all things being equal, going to the same school, all things being equal in the same neighborhood. How is it that by the end, Jabez becomes more honorable? First uh, Chronicles 9, 4, verse 9 and 10. Give, me, give it to me in the Living Bible. Hallelujah. Jabez was more distinguished than any of his brothers. Is it okay if, well, I, I won't be doing any biblical injustice if I include beyond brothers his whole family? Because when you say brothers, don't limit it to just the boys in the family. Understand this is a family. Jabez became more honorable than all his family. His mother named him Jabez because she had such a hard time at his birth. This is what they say. Again, distress. We don't know what caused that hard time. Verse 10. How did he become more honorable? Watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. Four words. He was the one. They're all in a bad situation. They're all in trouble. They're all underprivileged. They're all less fortunate. They're all disenfranchised. Those are the words we use in the community, aren't they? Less fortunate, underprivileged, disenfranchised. Well, what you going to do about it? What you going to do about it? Stay underprivileged? Stay less fortunate? Stay disenfranchised? Wait on somebody to hand something out to you? You want to know how Jabez changed his life? Why his life became different? Why he walked heavier? Why he walked weightier? Why he walked richer? Why he walked in more glory, more honor than his brethren? Tell your neighbor this. He was the one. He was the one who prayed. The one, one who? The one of his brothers. Everybody in trouble. 
But he was the one who stopped crying about it. He was the one who stopped being a victim. He was the one who stopped playing the race car. He the one who stopped banking on being less fortunate, disenfranchised. Somebody ought to help me because we've been down 400 years. And he was the one who said, you know, bump all that. I ain't going to wait on the government to give me no reparations. I know a God in heaven who sits high and looks low. That if I call on him, he will answer prayer. I tell you that, but if you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. If you call on Jesus, he will answer prayer. Hallelujah. He was the one. Beyond just that, this is the Chronicles. It's a chronological story of the lineage of the children of Israel. In this whole list of this person was born, that they're born, they're born, they're born, they're born, the Holy Ghost stops and says, he was the one. What does this mean, Elder Warren? Holy Ghost telling us that people in his neighborhood, in his town, in his region, ages past, had heard a story about somebody who became rich, who became heavy. Somebody who started on the bottom And rose all the way to the top. And just like in African culture, we have griots. Y'all know what griots are? Storytellers who sit you down and tell the story of ancestors and foreparents and things that happen. In Jewish culture, the rabbis would tell stories. That's where we get so much of our knowledge of the scriptures from. It's not what's written. It's what the rabbis would tell from generation to generation to generation about what happened. They passed down stories. So in your sanctified imagination, I want you to see generations after this happened. Because this isn't written when it happened. It's a retelling of a lineage. So as the Holy Ghost is retelling the lineage, he pauses and says, oh, hey, hold on. He was the one. It's going to be 20, 40, 60, 120 years from now if Jesus Christ don't come. There's going to be somebody telling a story of your family. And they're going to say, tell me by, by, tell me by great, great, great grandmama Shay. Oh, Shay? Yeah, she was the one. When they found her, she was working in a restaurant. When they found her, she was living in a hotel, but she called. She called on the God of Israel and became more honorable than all her brothers, all her sisters, all her family. If you call on Jesus, he will answer. Tell you that, but you better call him. You better start calling. You better start calling him. 
so you don't fit in. You better start calling him so you don't stay low. You better start calling him so you don't stay mediocre. You better start calling him so you don't stay average. You better start calling him so God can raise you up and sit you among prisons. You better start calling him. I refuse to stay on this level. I refuse to stay down. I refuse to stay at the bottom. I insist on calling on the God of Israel. I ain't that smart. I don't have connections, but what I can do is call Help me preach. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, you're not that smart and you're not as cute as you think. You better call on Jesus. When I'm praying, I'm talking to God all the time. I say, God, I thank you. Because I know if it had not been for you on my side, if it had not been for you rescuing me, if it had not been for you delivering me, where would I be right now? I'd be a showed up wretched mess, wouldn't have no money, wouldn't have no family, wouldn't have any happiness, wouldn't have any peace, wouldn't have any joy. I wouldn't be preaching the gospel, but Lord, you came along at the right time and you saved me, you picked me up, you turned me around, you placed my feet on a solid ground, so I just want to say thank you. Hey! How did you get where you are? I called on Jesus. How'd you come up? I called on Jesus. I'm not that smart. I ain't no dummy, but I'm not that smart. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord go to and fro throughout the earth looking to show himself strong on behalf of those whose hearts are loyal towards him. So God is looking right now for who he can bless and who he can use. And I <laughs> ah, Oscar, Oscar, it's like me when I'm at home and I'm doing a little construction project. What I can do, like hanging a picture. I, 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 I get my little stud finder out. Joe, y'all know about stud finder, don't, don't Joe? A stud finder, you put it on the wall and you hit the button and you keep moving until it starts beeping. And the closer you get to that stud, all of a sudden it'll start beeping. And when you hit that stud, Andre, right on it, it'll just light up. Beep! And I know I hit it. The eyes of the Lord are going to and fro through the earth trying to find somebody who will let him bless him who will let him use them, who will let him prosper them, who will let them make them heavy. And I got a feeling when he's searching in this room. Why don't you give God praise and say, it's me, God, it's me, it's me, it's me. I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one, I'm the one. It's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's me. You found me, you found me, 
That's it, I'm done. Stand to your feet. I, I, I want to get this. I, I'll have you hit at 2 or 30. I dare to tell you, neighbor, I'm the one. I'm the one. I, I can't speak for you, but I'm the one. I don't know what you're going to do, but I'm the one. If the Lord needs somebody, here am I. Send me. I'll go. I'm the one you can use. I'm the one you can use. I'm the one you can anoint. I'm the one you can pour the oil on. I'm the one you can release your glory to. I'm the one that'll lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I'm the one who will cast out devils. I'm the one who will raise the dead. I'm the one who will feed the hungry and clothe the naked. God, if you look for somebody, I am the one. I am the one. I'm the one. Say neighbor. Say neighbor. This is no competition. I'm not trying to outdo you. But if you ain't going to call on Jesus, I'm going to blow right past you. wait on a handout I can't wait on a government check I can't wait on somebody to like me I have somebody I can call right now who's listening who's waiting God is waiting on you and me to call him how did Jabez become more honorable James he was the one and when I'm an old man 40 50 years from now and my great grandchildren are together talking about our family history Warren they're going to say you know your uncle Warren he was the one. I'm going to tell you, Warren, I was talking about us this morning. I'm on the way here with my wife. And I was talking about the state of our siblings. Why certain of them are struggling so badly. Others aren't struggling as badly, but they're not flourishing in the things of God. I told my wife, I said, but you know Warren? I said, he's the one. And you know me. I'm the one. In your family, you're the one. <laughs> you're the one. 
High five somebody and tell them, you're the one, you're the one, you're the one. You're going to change your whole family tree. You're going to change your whole family dynamics. You're going to change your generation. The Bible says that the generation of the upright shall be blessed. Wealth and riches shall be in your house because you delight in the Lord greatly and you delight in his commandments and you fear the Lord. You're the one. Hallelujah. Oh, my, 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 my. know I might be a little bold in saying this if you don't mean it think about it before you say it but I'm gonna tell you to tell your neighbor there's a reason I came to this church now just think about it if if you mean it say it if you mean it say it there's a reason God brought me here there's a reason God brought me back because I had to be the one (laughs) my brother ain't got it yet my sister ain't got it yet but God I will be the one who you can use to change my whole family. And when time, thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Do you remember the story of Job? Chapter one, Job, upright man, blameless man, feared God, shunned evil. We don't hear about Job's brothers and sisters until chapter 42. Job was the one. I said Job was the one. His brothers and sisters didn't have what he had. Job was the one. The Bible says there's nobody like him in all the land land of, of us, of the east. If you would say this year, God, if mama don't go, I'll go if I have to go by myself. That's why we used to sing songs like that. I'll go if I have to go by myself. If my mother don't go, if my father don't go, my sister don't go, my brother don't go. If I have to go by myself, and you might have to go by yourself for a little while to be the one, but when God raises you up and exalts you and sets you on high, all the earth is going to know and your family is going to see you made the right decision. Now tell me what I gotta do. You're gonna say repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your household are gonna be saved. You're gonna walk with Jesus, and you're gonna let him use you. Don't be afraid to step out. Don't be afraid to be the one. Joy, I didn't even get into my message.
Jabez didn't let little keep him. You can be little and let little keep you. So I'm not going to let little keep me. I'm going to think big. I'll get into it next week. Oh, that you bless me indeed. Somebody just right back and say, oh! into this next week. You better come back next week. Because you're going to have to get this in your skull that Christians will accuse you of being selfish and materialistic and immature because you have the nerve to say, oh, bless me. But Jabez said, oh, bless me. And don't just bless me. Bless me indeed. 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 We're going to gather this religious... with what God gave me. I'm happy with what God gave me too. But he wants me to think bigger, Chris. Think big. Grab the neighbor's hand. Shokarabasondarabakitarabashata. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm looking at a whole bunch of ones this morning. <laughs> Thank you, Holy Ghost. I better say that. It doesn't matter if your brethren may look more honorable than you now. Well, they, they doing good. They doing good. God ain't interested in doing good. God about to blow you way past good. I said God about to blow you way past doing good. Way past doing all right. Bless your socks off. Just be the one. Notice it didn't say he was the one who went and got the degree. It didn't say he was the one who went to the NFL. It didn't say he was the one who got the big recording contract. It said he was the one that called on God.
call on God and watch how he blesses you. So just take a quick moment and pray for that person next to you to receive this message today. It wasn't my message, but it's what God wanted you to get, I guess, today. God, I pray that every heart is open to receive this word. That there's nothing in anybody to resist this word. That your people receive the word of God with meekness, knowing it's able to save their very souls. That they receive this word today as it is in truth, your word, not the word of men, but your word which works effectively in those who believe. God, Father, my Father, I see some believers in this place today who believe that you can do anything with anybody who will call on you. And God, we may not have been the most wise, the most noble in the earth, but you don't call the wise and the noble. You don't call those who have it all going on already. You use the foolish things of the world to confound those who are wise. So, Father, I pray that you take this room full of, for your sake, fools. That's what your word says, that, God, we become foolish that we may become wise. So today, God, we become foolish enough to believe that, God, we can't do it on our own. We need you, and you are ready to do all that you said you would do. And I give you praise. Now, Father, I pray today because we know that you have a dream. You were thinking so big. Your word says in John chapter 3, verse 16, that you so loved the world that you gave your only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. You were thinking big, thinking about all of us. So today, God, there may be somebody among us who does not know Jesus Christ in the part of their sins. Father, we release our faith in agreement right now that that person or those persons who don't know Jesus will come today. Today. We speak boldly. Today. Not tomorrow. Today is a day of salvation. That they will receive Jesus Christ because you were thinking about them. So Lord, do it now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.